Fright Night Minute, a daily podcast where we discuss the original 1985 horror movie Fright Night, one minute at a time. I'm Robin, and we want to welcome Niall McGowan from Bat Minute. Uh, hello, hello again. <laughs> and Rick Ingham from Mad Max Minute. Oh, top of the morning, gonna be blessing some holy water for you today. <laughs> <laughs> This is uh, Minute 50 of Fright Night. It begins with Jerry unboxing something that clearly belongs in a museum and ends with Peter being totally satisfied. Jerry uh, mounts the tusk on his mantle, and yeah, it's, this is in my notes where I'm like looking around how ornate this room is, but we really kind of covered it. But I just love this like nicely carved mantle that they have there. It's blank. Mm. It's so cool. And this is like a this guy should be freaking like getting a feature in like modern homes or something. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I don't think modern when I see this uh, <laughs> style here. Oh, well, maybe not modern homes, but like just interior decorating monthly or something. Home and garden would be a good one. Yeah. Do you think that I'm assuming they don't know these are all antiques and stuff because if Billy Cole is a a, a live in carpenter, which is a thing that people need, apparently, (laughs) are they thinking, oh, he made this? Like this mantle or something. Like did they think, oh, this is all Billy Cole's work. Oh, oh maybe really, that's really why they move clocks. into old houses. They move into old houses and Billy copies all of the intricate old woodwork and then they sell it. Uh-huh. Ah. Like a, that, yeah, that works. <laughs> that's how they get the money to afford all of these new houses. Uh-huh. <laughs> I also noticed on the the clock in the background, there's a nice continuity on the, cl- on the clock. It says it's 623. Um, Charlie said it was 610 when they were outside. So, you know, it's been about four, four and a half minutes of movie time since then. It's, you know, it could equate to 13 minutes of real time. Mm. <laughs> or rather the other way around, 13 minutes of movie time being four and a half minutes of movie time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like, oh, they had a cup of coffee. You just didn't see it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> off, off screen. <laughs> as soon as they walked in, Ed was like, can I get a quick bathroom break, guys? <laughs> and then, <laughs> and, uh, and they were like, Ugh, all right. And Tom Holland, the director, by the way, not, the, not Spider-Man, um, <laughs> cut out those minutes. Uh, so Peter smiles and hands Jerry the holy water vial. And Jerry regards it. And you know, it's like, I love how he's... You mentioned in the last minute, he's like almost giving the game away where he's like, he, he lets out a pretty audible gulp. When he says, are you sure this is gulp? Holy water? <laughs> like, or, is he, or is he maybe just like, this is how a vampire would act and I'm just kind of making a, a stupid joke again. Mm. I don't know. This seems a little bit more real. Sure. You think yeah, maybe like if he was playing into like, oh, I'm scared you're giving me holy water, <laughs> he would have played it up more for Charlie. Mm-hmm. But this does seem like, no, it's just the character. And despite the fact he was so cool like two minutes ago, mm-hmm. now he's all like, oh, I don't know about this. I really hope it's not actually holy water. Yeah. 
It's Although a, with water, there's a lot of things out there that are clear and liquid. Like this could be white vinegar for all he knows. Like, right. are you sure this is holy water? I'm not going to be swinging down straight vodka because this is a really big shot, and I have not had a lot to eat today. <laughs> are you guys? Are you guys about to roofie me? Because uh, this any that kind of party. I want to know about it. <laughs> that was Peter Vincent's whole thing. He's just like, oh yeah, get that down. He's like, hey, trick. It was actually gin. Let's get this party started. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Is this holy water? No, it's MDMA. <laughs> Perhaps you <laughs> haven't recognized me, but uh, they used to call me the bookworm. Now I'm the clock master and I'm here for all your clocks <laughs> <laughs> because time belongs to me only. <laughs> um, I mean, there was in the anime series, there is the clock king, well, yeah. which is just like Batman villain at one point they were just like just find an inanimate object and that's his thing like hey <laughs> yeah. this guy's really into teapots there you go <laughs> like, is the that's, clock king just thing. about good timing all the time is that what that was that was what it was wasn't it uh, the clock whatever king it is episode. it's better than calendar man <laughs> yeah. yeah although that's the thing they can always rework them calendar man works really well in the long Halloween but right, what about stupid- kite man <laughs> Uh, you make Kite Man into something like, oh, maybe he makes kites out of human skin or something. Maybe you make him into like, a creepy, like, seven-esque kind of killer that way. I know that they, they did do that with the, the bookworm. The bookworm appeared again in the comics in the 90s, and they made him into, like, a weird serial killer and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he just had, like, a real fetishistic thing about books and stuff. So you can, you can always warp these things into being something even more disturbing than it would have been originally because it's just like, <laughs> oh, you took a stupid idea and then you made it scary. <laughs> Like, let's start with a scary idea and then try to just make that a thing. But yeah, it's so funny. Like now, like Jerry is now putting his, maybe even his life in, in Peter Vincent's hands and just looking at him and Peter says positive, you know, and his face is solemn, you know, he's not like winking at all. You know, he's like, because Charlie can't see his face. But then when he says, I saw Father Scanlon, blessed down it, say, I won't do the accent. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> you gotta, though. <laughs> Just the way that he turns over and he's like, oh, hidey, 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 gonna pop down to the pub to give her a pint. And I'm like, oh, God, Niall, I am so sorry. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, thank God we have Niall here to point out whether, how, how, how well this accent is done. <laughs> Uh, so my instant thing was like, wait a minute, McDowell. It's, I had to go look up, and I was like, no, he's got an Irish mother. It's like, all right, you get away with that one. He's just yeah. been completely English or something. He's or a Mick, not American. a Mac. Yeah. So it's like, oh, no, he's got his mother, Winifred Lucinda Cochran. It's like, oh, all right, she sounds pretty uh, okay. <laughs> Otherwise, it'd be like, stay in your lane, Roddy. <laughs> it's just like, I'm just doing an impression of my mom. Wait, oh, she used to go down to shops in Bagara every day. And sure, wait till it. Hell yeah. Meanwhile, there's a picture in a pub in Dublin with Roddy McDowell's picture in it saying, do not admit this man. <laughs> and people ask why, and he just say, Fright Night. <laughs> For real. For real. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Ed and Amy in the background, even bigger smiles now that uh, now that Peter's put on this accent. So mm. I, I, I assume that um, it's doing this little funny joke that's kind of his way of tipping Jerry off that. No, it's just tap water. Like I said, you know, this is, it yeah. would be ridiculous if I went down to see, although it is funny because they have, you know, they do film the exteriors on a Disney lot, 
And uh, so we have the Dandridge home, then we have the Brewster home, and then further to the right is what's supposed to be a school, but really is a church. But it's being, but it's redressed as a school because they don't, you know, the, Tom Holland was like, yeah, the vampire didn't move two houses away from a church. Let's make it a school. <laughs> but if it was a church, <laughs> maybe that's St. Mary's. I don't know. <laughs> How do you think, though? Like, because... Because I grew up in like a heavily Catholic town, right up the right up the road from chapel, and my dad is very religious. Like the idea of being able to have like random access to holy water to me seems like oh yeah that's that's a thing that's just yeah everyone has holy water in the house because <laughs> my dad used to he doesn't anymore but there is a little thing by the front door that used to fill up with holy water and used to bless yourself as he came in the house and stuff like that huh. and in recent years he just doesn't care as much anymore but um, I was just wondering it. it in America, would it be, or even just within this neighborhood? I wonder, like the idea of having to go out and specifically get holy water would have been like a whole big pain for for Peter Vincent, or would have would have been like, oh, you just wander down to the the chapel and they just sell them there because people like to have little things in their house of them and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, you know, we we had talked a bit about holy water. Uh, I think last week, you know, selling the idea of Jerry is now going to drink a liquid that this person's bringing in the house, and if it is. Indeed, holy water that this uh, reborn Christian is about to drink. Uh, it, you know, how did he acquire the holy water? Did he did he did he get it out of a, a font of standing water that other people have dipped their hands in? <laughs> like, hey, not here's very another question, actually. Yeah. For later on in the movie, they have the um, that Salem's Lot kind of incident where Peter Vincent hauls out the the cross, and he's just like, "You need to have faith for that to work on me." Yeah, and it's like. At this point, you know, the, later on in the movie, the Peter Vincent does regain his faith, and, and that's why the cross starts to work and stuff. What, the, how does Jerry ever kind of understand that this guy, he can pull a cross on me and it won't do anything at all? At what point does he realize, oh, this man has lost his faith? And at what point, like, at this, at what account if, he, if Peter Vincent, if this was holy water and Peter Vincent now currently does not have faith and Jerry drinks it, because he doesn't have that faith, would it not work on him? Oh, yeah. Or because Charlie's there, would it? Or what's uh, that, oh, if that? the water is blessed? Does it does it is it affected by the person bearing the holy water? Yeah, I think yeah. the blessing is imbued into the liquid. It does not work predicated on the person bestowing it. You know what oh, I mean? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. holy water is holy water. It's not like it's water full of holes. Yeah, holy. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like you hand somebody a drink at the club and you're like, holy shit, is there any alcohol in this? Oh, sorry, I'm a non-alcoholic. Uh, why don't you order your own drink? <laughs> uh, so Charlie tells him to get ready to run and he pulls out that little tiny cross that Ed gave him and he says, I'll protect you with this. And I love the little look like Ed's like, holy shit, the, like, he's still got that cross I gave him. Like, this is, this, is, he's, this is serious. Like, everybody starts to get a little tense when this is about to happen, even though, you know, they... Maybe seventy five percent believe that this guy's not a vampire at this point. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I think uh, yeah, just, just Charlie's serious face has them kind of looking like what's going to happen here, or maybe they're just worried that he's gone too far for this to even work. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> so th- I do enjoy then with the. I, 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 this is the thing that baffled me when Jerry's finished drinking it. 
he's going to throw the vial into the fire. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, why would you do that? <laughs> like, someone gives you a glass or something, you know, just throw it, throw it away. <laughs> Isn't that a thing to do by fireplaces? Though you you take the shot and then you, you know, like you're, it's like a, an official like it's like I don't know, breaking a wine bottle across a boat's bow or something. It's uh, uh-huh. it's throwing the shot glass into the fire is 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 it's a thing isn't it <laughs> i mean <laughs> not to people with budgets or anything <laughs> <laughs> it just uh, seems too because all that that grass is the glass is going to crack and probably like explode <laughs> within the fire as well so it's like that just seems like it's a safety hazard now it's like oh well but i mean i guess he's a vampire he doesn't care about, about safety but although maybe he cares even more about safety because <laughs> he's a vampire he has so many things he has to take care of I, I wondered as a teen, like when they have that shot of Jerry just holding the vial of holy water to the fire and looking at it, like, is this a way he's denutralizing it? Like he's got to sort of, if you hold it close to a fire, it takes the holiness out of it, you know? It but, could be, yeah, maybe he has like vampire vision. Like if he's holding it up to like a, the light of the fire, it's like maybe I can see if it's blessed or something. Like I can, I can see the mini blessing detector. <laughs> if you hold it close to the fire and it turns a certain tint of color, then yeah. you know it's blessed. Yeah. This is another reason why uh, I was glad you're on for this minute, Niall. Um, so this whole vampire test uh, was actually uh, a, a scene that's kind of done in another film. So Richard Donner was uh, going to direct The Lost Boys. Uh, mm-hmm. And then he saw Fright Night and was like, no, <laughs> it's <laughs> way too similar to, to Fright Night. So he ended up handing it off to uh, Joel Schumacher, oh. which I think The Lost Boys is Schumacher's greatest film. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how you feel about that. I mean, I've... I think Joel Schumacher's greatest movie to me is is falling down, but like that's another discussion. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. But um, uh, but fun. I, I, I don't know. I, Lost Boys is so much fun. I do know from Schumacher's aesthetic uh, that if he didn't direct it, you wouldn't have the best thing in Lost Boys of that greased up, muscular, naked saxophone player <laughs> playing in front of that giant. Absolutely. Like Richard Donner would that in but that's that's right <laughs> up joel schumacher's road so i was like yeah but for the best that he directed because we got that out of it at least <laughs> <laughs> i still believe in that scene uh, <laughs> uh no, I, the best part about that is that that's tim capello tim capello is the touring saxophonist for tina turner oh my oh. god it's all coming together it's all wow. coming together <laughs> Nothing more funnier than I, I went to a club to watch a band, a friend of mine's band play, and they just for some reason project movies on the on a screen behind them. And yeah, they were like rocking out to something, and behind them was Tim Capello playing the sax because they were playing Lost Boys that night. Uh, so funny. Uh, that mean, well, you see that you're like, you got to have this on every time now. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, uh, Jerry drinks the vial. You know, he says bottoms up. Uh, he looks like he hesitates a little bit. I, I think he might be even just a little irritated that he's got to go through these motions. And, again, like, what is his plan? What does? How much does he trust Peter? It, it's a little hard to swallow, so to speak, but <laughs> uh, he goes through with it, you know? Yeah, and then he goes to throw the bottle into the fire as extra punctuation, and Peter's like, um, no, that's my only one. Can yeah, I have yeah, it back, yeah. please? That was probably from Orgy of the Damned, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so Jerry says, satisfied, and Peter nods his head and says, totally. So, uh, and Peter looks back at a stunned Charlie, and uh, what, do you, what do you guys think? Will he be satisfied? 
only time will tell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we'll I out. will go back to what I said on Monday that with these five minutes in isolation, Charlie's credibility is completely demolished without <laughs> the context of the rest of the movie. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like if I had only watched these five minutes, I would have been like, yeah. what's the big deal? <laughs> the guy's not a vampire. Charlie, why are you freaking out? Obviously the test didn't work because I didn't have any of the buildup. I don't have any of the payoff. Mm-hmm. Totally isolated. Yeah. If we didn't see, uh, you know, Jerry uh, murdering a teenage girl in the window and the whole rear window scene and then Jerry coming into Charlie's room and throwing him around a bit. You know, just seeing things from Ed and Amy and Peter's point of view for this part of the movie, uh, it would have been definitely interesting. <laughs> Charlie would have been would have looked a little scary, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, crazy. Because yeah. even like, in the five minutes that follow this. Mm-hmm. Like, that's when Peter discovers the truth. Yeah. Just, mm-hmm. just the next five minutes. I just wonder if they ever toyed with like a structure where, at this point, even the audience wasn't convinced that Charlie was right. Like they left it more vague because at this point, like Jerry's already flat out attacked him in his house, so you know for sure that he's a vampire. But if they had done something like maybe the whole time, like you aren't sure yourself, and maybe you only kind of discover with the the mirror trick, like holy crap, he actually is a vampire. Mm-hmm. How that would attract, and if they ever considered that, if they always had this structure of, oh no, no, you know, going into this because Charlie's your point of view character, so you are completely convinced that he is a vampire. But it is strange for the past, like you know, f- you know, five ten minutes, Charlie hasn't been our point of view character. We've we went over with. Ed and Amy and Peter and all that. And uh, so it is interesting thinking how the movie, the whole movie might have been from their point of view. Um, mm. I'm hoping we're hoping to talk to Tom Holland, the writer and director of this movie. So that'd be a that'd be a fun question to ask him. Oh, that's great. Yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap it up for the week. Um, Rick, uh, thank you very much. You want to let everybody know where uh, where the people can find you? Certainly. Anyone interested in taking a trip to the post-apocalyptic wasteland can go to MadMaxMinute.com and find three complete seasons, one very nearly complete season covering all of the Mad Max movies from 1979 all the way through to 2015, one minute at a time. Wherever you go, social media or the website itself, it's just Mad Max Minute. Super easy to remember. Cool. And, And Niall. Thank you very much. And you want to give one last plug? Oh, I will. Uh, but just before, because while I'm here, I just have to ask, because <laughs> if anyone knows, Robin, it's going to be you. Like, are you aware of um, you know the band ZZ Top? Oh, yeah. And, you know, they have a song called Legs. And it's like, she's got legs. You know yeah. What yeah. In the video for that, I have been convinced for years that Amanda Pierce is the lady featured in that video. She looks to me, looks identical to her. And I cannot find anything on the oh, internet to wow. verify whether it's her or not. And it doesn't seem to, if you type in Amanda Pierce ZZ Top, doesn't seem to pop up or anything, but it's like, <laughs> I was hoping maybe you could shed some light on that. I, I, so I wish. She's going crazy. All I can tell you is Chris Sarandon is an Alanis Morissette video. Um, but uh, <laughs> Amanda Pierce, I don't know anything about uh, her uh, video career. I, I'm, I'm assuming uh, no, but... Who knows? If by the end of the project you get her on, will you yes, please ask her for to. me? <laughs> love to. Love to. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll try to remember that. <laughs> okay, we're random question. <laughs> uh, 
But beyond that, uh, and if anyone does know the answer, you can contact me uh, via Facebook and Twitter on via Batman Minute, uh, and we have the Batman Listeners Cave on Facebook, wherein uh, we discuss the podcast and just Batman stuff and just DC stuff and kind of Chris Walken and Michael Keaton Batman tangential <laughs> stuff in, in general. So uh, we have a pretty fun time over there. Feel free to, to join whenever you fancy. This is Friday, so I do want to give a quick shout out to the guys behind the Movies by Minute phenomenon, Alex and Pete from Star Wars Minute. Uh, check their podcast out. Also, if you want to find more podcasts that cover movies minute by minute, please visit moviesbyminutes.com. And uh, I think it's time to put a stake in this one. Let's uh, go to Twitter at Fright Night Min. Email FrightNightMinute at gmail.com and rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, I'm Robin. I'm Niall. I'm Rick. Thanks for listening. Have a good fright night, everyone. Maniacal laugh. He's a vampire. A what? (laughs) You're so cool.